Hi friends, this is Connie Alpers and I want to welcome you back to Equip to Be, where I get to help you embrace and navigate the seasons of life so you can reach your personal family and parenting goals. We at Equip to Be want you to understand how God has given you unique gifts, strengths, and talents so that you can live in all seasons with confidence and joy. Whether you're cooking dinner, holding laundry, or maybe just enjoying some time alone. I hope you enjoy this episode of Equipped to Be. Welcome to this episode of Equipped to Be. I'm your host, Connie Albers. Listen, we're going to take a turn on something today because we know at this season, millions of families, they're gearing up and their kids are either going back to school, which is a whole different topic. They're going to private school or charter school or all the myriads of ways students are homeschooling. I mean, it's not just mom teaching everything at home, which is actually what it used to be when I started because there there just weren't any other options. But today we're going to talk about an important topic, and that is the grandparents' role in all of this. And I'm going to share from personal experience and give some tips and pointers because some of you that are listening, you might be grandparents or You might be trying to figure out how you can tell your parents you're homeschooling their grandkids. Some of you are like, I don't really care what they think. But most of you that are listening, you do care. You do want them to be on board. So we're going to talk about how grandparents can support their homeschooled kids. I'm so excited because, as you know, we have really not had sponsors on the Equipped to Be podcast, but we do. And especially for this episode, it is so relevant. My friends over at Homeschooling Today magazine, where I've been a columnist for almost, well, probably 10 plus years, never really quite taken the time to figure out how many years I've been writing for them. But they are a sponsor of this episode of Equip to Be. And we know that parenting has never been easy, but it seems that this world right now with social media and instant access has made it actually even more difficult. There's a lot of voices speaking to our children, but the most important, and dare I say, the most influential one is you, is mom and dad. I believe that's why we're seeing such attacks on the family, because your voice is the most important. You are the primary influence in your kids' lives. Well, that's one of the reasons why I'm a columnist for homeschooling today, and it's why I am an advocate for homeschooling. That's also why I love writing the column. My column is actually Growing Relationships for Homeschooling Today magazine. Y'all know I'm all about relationships, which is why we don't focus on just one thing. We're not single-issue people. We don't just homeschool. We don't just parent. We're not just married. We don't just run our kids all over the place. We don't just have a career or a job or serve or volunteer. We're so much more than that. As a matter of fact, I was reminded in our family thread, we have a family thread. I bet some of you have that too. I got a family thread uh, where my oldest son sent a tweet that he had screenshotted and sent. And it basically was the best thing that Mothers are more important than a career. Talking about the value and the importance of motherhood. So that's not what we're about. I know you are struggling because I talk to, oh my goodness, I talk to so many moms all the time. But that's why I focus on relationships. And that's what Equipped to Be is about. Building relationships with our children while we're educating their hearts, their minds, and their souls. That's the goal. 
How can we expect them to learn to discern truth without a strong foundation of truth, without them knowing how much they are loved and valued? So that's why I'm proud to have Homeschooling Today magazine sponsor this episode of Equip to Be. I just want to encourage you, if you have never seen their magazine, it's been revamped. It is so beautiful. Oh, it's so beautiful. The images, the paper, the... Oh, it's just a beautiful magazine in general. So if get past just the look of it all. But honestly, the content in it is rich. It's written by homeschoolers, by homeschool parents, moms and dads who want to homeschool boldly. Each edition is filled with encouragement, practical help. They're all done by a team of experienced homeschool moms and dads that are ready to walk alongside you, including me. So with that, let's begin this episode of Equip to Be, and that is on grandparents. How can grandparents support their homeschool kids? I got to tell you a story, and why does this matter? Well, when I began homeschooling, it wasn't popular. At least now, it's popular. We weren't running away from the school system when I began homeschooling. We were running to exactly what I said about the Homeschooling Today magazine, which is why I love writing for them. We were running to a vision of what our families could look like, and we were willing to invest our heart, souls, and mind, our time, our energy, our talent into this strange homeschool endeavor. And it was strange back then. You got side looks back then. Now people, when they hear you homeschool, you know, they're like, oh, I wish I could do that. Man, I wish my job afforded me that opportunity. I hear it all the time. I've been in the homeschool community for 30 years. I've been in the educational field for 35 years. It's just an amazing endeavor what homeschoolers choose to do, right? So if you have kids and they're going off to school, public, private, charter, or if you're homeschooling, you're still the primary influence. You have a few more obstacles ahead of you, but you still need your parents, their grandparents, for support, for encouragement, for help. So when I was homeschooling, I had both worlds. I had one set of my in-laws who, you know, unfortunately, my, I guess it's fortunately, but unfortunately at the moment, it didn't feel like it was a great thing because my mother-in-law was an English teacher. But if you know me, I love to talk and I am a communicator. I've been that all of my life. But if I have to sit down and spell something, it might be a typo or something. It's just the way my brain works. I work and work. I work so hard to make sure, but I'll still have typos. I still need an editor when I'm writing a book, when I'm writing for the magazine, when I'm writing for others. I need an editor. And I had to accept that part of my inability, per se. I'm not like some people who, oh man, they just get it. Natural spellers. Some of my kids are like that. But I'll tell you this. I always felt that I had to prove I was able, smart enough, capable enough to teach my children because I was always looked down on. I felt like my kids, every time my kids got around, my mother-in-law, they were drilled. You know, they'd be in kindergarten. What's 10 times 10? They're in kindergarten. You know, thankfully, most of them knew that because, you know, you, you have one-on-one -on -one ratio or in my case, five-to-one. But they were always put on these drills. How many of you have had that? If you homeschool or if your family is questioning your ability to even raise their grandkids, 
How many of you can relate with that? You feel like you get your kids around, you got to prep them. Now, just be mindful that you may be drilled on the order of the presidents or who invented the light bulb or whatever. There's a million things, right? (laughs) But it was always hard. It was always hard because I felt this sense like I had to prove. And when my son graduated, you know, the first, you know, achievement test, the ACT, SAT, and he did very well on it, I almost felt like running over to the house, banging down the door and saying, look, it's possible. Well, that would have taken, what, 12 years, 13 years? And that's how long I had to constantly feel like I had to justify. However, I had the flip side. I had my mom and my grandparents. And they thought I was crazy, but they were fully supportive of what I was doing. What a difference in being able to raise your children and teach your children when you have the support of a grandparent. So if you have a parent that's close or you have a parent that's far away, if you have grandkids, I want to give you some pointers. Made all the difference in my life, and it will make the difference in your life too, especially in your homeschool journey. If you're the grandparent, ask your kids how you can help. Ask them, how can I help? You know, if they were getting ready to move, you'd be saying, hey, can I come over and help you pack? Well, this is the same but different because there's greater consequences. The other might result in broken glasses. This could result in life-giving support. Ask them how I can help. If you're far away, still ask them how you can help. Maybe it's just to be a listening ear. Maybe It's to send some school supplies in a cute little box all wrapped up to say, hey, this is going to be a great year. Ask. Just ask. Moms and dads, if you're in the middle of starting the school year off, some of you might be apprehensive to say, you may be where I was. One set of the family is all gung-ho, and they want to know, like, how did it go? And the other may be immediately saying you're going to fail. Ah, see? I know you couldn't get that schedule down, right? You have to make some decisions. How you talk to each side, to each grandparent, but bring them along. Let them know. Obviously, if you have an unsupportive grandparent, you're probably not going to talk about your fails for that day. You're going to have to find the good in that day, what you did get accomplished in that day, the small wins, and then share them. And don't be afraid to share them. Not in a verbose, grandiose, hey, look, I got this down pat. But in an honest, yeah, well, we got our mouth done, we got our history done, or we got some coloring in, or we went on a field trip. And on the supportive side, if you choose, because it is a choice to be a supportive grandparent, caregiver, mentor, and you choose to breathe life into them, then they'll feel safe to come to you and say, well, I made this wonderful schedule on Sunday, but then by Monday, school was supposed to start at 8. By 8.05, the whole day was wrecked, and you don't fear judgment or condemnation. Instead, you hear, it's okay, Tuesday's coming, or the next day's coming, or Try to get back on track in the afternoon. See, all of you are facing different scenarios, and I can't obviously hit all of them. I will have the show notes that you can go refer to, and I encourage you to share this with a friend. You know, we do focus on finding like-minded people, our friends, that can support us in our journey, but part of our support team needs to be 
our grandparents, or it needs to be our parents, needs to be the kids' grandparents. I've done episodes before when we talked about generational living. We've talked about, you know, relationships. You know, you're not going to be homeschooling forever, but bring them into this part of your life that is so consequential, that is so meaningful and impactful. And if they don't want to be part of it, just share when they ask and share the accomplishments that they're making. You don't want to set yourself up for them to say, see, see, maybe you should put it back in school. The other thing, if you're a grandparent, that you could do to help support and encourage your homeschooled grandkids is offer to come play with the little ones. I have five children in seven years, y'all. My mom, especially, would come over and just take the little ones out for an hour, walk around you know, the neighborhood or go to the park. That allowed me to knock out so much with my older kids. Or if I needed to go do something with my older children, and I didn't want to drag along all the kids, I would ask my mom if she'd come over and stay with the little ones for nap time. And then I could have focused attention. I want to encourage you to be that grandparent that's willing, that offers, hey, is there anything I can do to help you this week? Maybe you can even establish, now I know a lot of families The grandparents are working. I get it. My mom worked full time, but she still made time. She worked around, she worked her schedule around because she understood she was building something better, deeper, more substantial with me and with her grandkids. She was investing in the relationship of her grandkids and it was meaningful. And I'm telling you, if you think it doesn't matter, I'd say interview any of my kids. My mother was an integral part of their life, and that's because she kept offering. Sometimes I'd say, no, no, I can't do it. I got to keep them all together. (laughs) I was kind of crazy, but no, I got to keep them all together. But she was there. Hey, do you want me to go with you when you have to go to this place? And I'll help you, you know, wrangle them all in. So you're going to ask them how you can help. Maybe it's buying school supplies. Maybe it's buying that science curriculum that's super expensive. Maybe it's helping them do some research to find great deals online. Maybe it's just to do a few special things to make this kickoff uber special. I'm going to tell you something else that my kids never realized until I told them much later in life. We were struggling. It was expensive, mostly because I wasn't working for income when my kids were little. I just, I was working hard, but I wasn't working for income. I was running organizations for homeschoolers. So there were a lot of other benefits to that, but I couldn't just go slap down a hundred bucks for back to school supplies. I had to be really creative. And often my mom would just say, Hey, here's, you know, 10 bucks, 20 bucks, whatever it was, or here's some money, go buy all the kids a new outfit or take them to Walmart and let them pick out some favorite notebook that they want that on my budget, it may have needed to be the dollar store. It didn't care if it was pretty. It just needed to be functional. But she was like, hey, go get that and don't tell the kids. Now I'm all these years older. And to be honest with you, I started telling the kids, you know, as they got into the high school years, I'd say, you know, grandma's the one who paid for that field trip or for us to be able to go play at that water park. You know, grandma's the one who bought us lunch that day. Or this came from grandma. And I would just slowly start letting them know that grandma was a part of this journey. 
She was there. My grandmother was even alive when the kids were little, and my grandmother would make them little outfits. I still have those. Talk about them. If your family has been involved all these years, talk about them to your kids in a fond way, letting them know that the reason your parents are doing this or the reason their grandparents are doing this is because they love them and they want to support your family. Have them write a note of thanks if you tell them. Again, mine didn't know. So you're going to ask how you can help. You're going to offer to either come along to come take care of the little ones or to come take the older ones to ball practice or, or something. There's a way you can serve, especially if you live close by. If you don't live close by, send a gift card. Make a little box of supplies or things that you see and wrap them up and send them and say, from grandma, I hope you're having a good school year. The next, text or send them encouraging words. You're not that old. You've got a phone and you send texts. Text those grandkids if they have a phone, like my older kids were in high school, and my mom would send them texts. If they're little, send them a note, send them a little card. doesn't have to be expensive. Send your kids notes of encouragement, a little text. Hey, I was praying for you this morning. I was thinking about you. You've tackled a big assignment, and I'm so proud of you. I know that today might not be your easiest day, but know that we're here. We're over here. We're, you know, I live in Florida, and, and let's say you're, you know, wherever you are and your family's six states away. I may not be close by, but I am close in spirit. I am just a text away or a phone call away. I'm your greatest cheerleader. I believe in you. I'm standing with you. I support you. And grandparents, if you think your kids are going to ruin your grandkids, don't tell them that. Pray for them. And you know what? Pray for your heart, that you change your heart, because your kids love those kids. Your children love their children, yes, your grandchildren, and they love them more than you do. I watch my son and daughter-in-law with their little baby. I adore him. I just love giving those little baby cuddles and talking to him, and I love watching them be parents. Do they get it all right? Well, right defined by what? What I would do? How I would do it? No. They love that little one. They're doing the best that they can, and they need you to tell them, hey, I know you're doing the best you can. You're doing such a good job. I'm here for you. Not, hey, sweetie, I noticed you're doing this and you need to do X, Y, Z. No, wait for the invitation for them. So now I've given you three points. You're going to ask how you can help. Now, this applies to whether your grandkids are in public school, private school, charter school, or homeschool. It really doesn't matter because each one has their own level of challenge. Each one needs you to step in their lives, to enter in their lives, leaving your critical comments at the door leaving a look of disappointment in your car, deleting the text that may have a subtle innuendo. No, just swipe that and don't send it. I want you to think about the life-giving words that you can be giving and that they would love to receive. What would you like to receive? You've endeavored on something. You have no idea how it's going to go. Scared to death. Yeah, there's people that have done it before. 
I homeschooled all five of my kids. They all graduated. They all went to college. They're all out of college. They're all working. They're all doing great. I didn't know that when I was in the middle of it. There were more days I thought I was ruining them than I ever thought it was a success. And it's a success defined by what? Because we finished the day. (laughs) Some days, just making it through the day was a success. Send them a text. Drop them a note. Send them an email. Something that says, I believe in you. I support you. I'm for you. You're doing a great job. Just those little words can give them the hope they need to do it again tomorrow. And then tell your grandkids how proud you are of their parents. Because I'm telling you, not all kids think their parents are awesome. (laughs) Think back to your days. But as a grandparent, or as a mentor, or a close family friend, you speaking that into your grandkids' lives. Now, I'll, I'll tell you right now, I started early just telling my little sweet grandbaby, you've got the best mommy and daddy. They love you so much. I do it now. Why? Because I want it to be a habit in my life. I don't want to wait till they're three, four, five. I want to start today where they hear those words of me affirming their parents. Trust me, they'll come to you if you have done what I have said. If you've asked how you can help, those grandkids are going to see it. If you've offered to come help play with the little ones, they're going to remember that. Oh, grandma was around. Grandpa was there. Grandpa took me to practice. Grandpa picked me up. Grandpa took me to get an ice cream. If you text or send encouraging messages to your children, or like your daughter-in-law or son-in-law. And that's all it is. It's a life-giving word of affirmation. But then if you come along and you tell those grandkids how proud you are of their parents, how much their parents love them, how hard their parents are working to be the best teacher or the best mom or the best dad they can be, you know what you're doing? You're causing your grandkids to move closer to their parents you're probably not going to live, and, and this isn't morbid, but you're probably not going to live to see like how this whole thing plays out. But what you will be doing is setting them up to keep building a close family so that your grandkids, when they have children, your grandchildren, they'll talk about, this is what grandma did. This is what grandpa did. This is how they were part of our lives. My mom never met my grandbaby. Oh, she would have loved it, but she was paying it forward. And that's what you're doing. And that's what you should be doing. And that's what you can do. It's a choice. And lastly, support their decision for crying out loud. It's not your decision to make. It's theirs. The decisions that our kids make for your grandchildren, it's their decision. You may not like it, and unless it is hurtful or harmful, or you truly do see something abusive, that's very different. But just because you don't want your grandkids to be homeschooled because of whatever reasons you have, or just because you don't like that your children are letting your grandkids do something that you don't approve of, that's not your decision. It's theirs. And you know the old phrase, if you can't say something nice, don't say nothing at all. Learn to be careful with the words that come out of your mouth. Also, learn to 
be careful with those expressions on your face. Because you and I both know you can say a volume of words with just a look. Don't do that. So as we are kicking off this year, our kids have been through the ringer for the last couple years. Give them a break. Show them support. Enter into their lives in a way that leaves an imprint, not a scar. Find those ways that you can come alongside and not trip them up, but to help them see the way. That is the biggest gift you can give to your children and to your grandkids. And all my friends out there, if your family, maybe you don't have grandparents. Maybe your grandparents are kind of like my mother-in-law, who I don't believe she wanted me to fail. I just don't believe she ever thought I would succeed. That's okay. I still brought her along because I wasn't doing it for her. I was doing it because God had called us to do what we were doing. Keep a warm, tender heart. Don't put up a wall. Don't shut them out. Let your family be a ministry to them. Let the light of what you're doing shine so brightly they see it, and you could end up changing their heart, which is actually what happened in our family. And the most remarkable thing happened after like 12, 15 years. (laughs) I finally heard, man, you've done a really good job. It took a long time. Maybe you'll never hear that. That was God's sweetness for me that was totally unexpected. I wasn't doing it for their approval and praise, but it was really sweet that God gave that to me. So wherever you are, I want you to take these points and I want you to consider them. I want you to pray about them. I want you to think about how you can come along. You don't even have to be a grandparent. You can be a mentor. You can be an aunt, or as we call it in our family, auntie. You can be an auntie. You can be a grandparent. You can be a mentor. You can be a close family friend. But these tips, I promise you, will strengthen your relationship. We'll draw the kids closer to their parents. We'll make the families, the parents feel capable that they can do this crazy thing of raising these children, of homeschooling them, of educating them, of bringing them along in a world that has gone absolutely bonkers. So thank you for tuning into this edition of Equipped to Be. I'm so glad you're with us. And I'm just very excited for homeschooling today. Make sure you go check them out and subscribe to their magazine. That would be a great gift to give to your children and they have some support. And every time that magazine's sitting on the coffee table, guess what? It reminds them of your support. So go check it out, homeschoolingtoday.com. And make sure you go check out ConnieAlbers.com. I've got the show notes over there at ConnieAlbers.com. Follow me. Please hit the subscribe button. It does help with our ranking. And I appreciate you tuning in every week to Equip to Be. Well, that wraps up this episode of Equip to Be. If you enjoyed this show, please share it with a friend or family member and hit subscribe so you don't miss a show. And thank you again for joining me. Remember that we are equipped for every season of life.